Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Rick Thompson, and this week I've got Ann Eisenach back with me. Ann's our senior project manager, and we're going to be talking about project initiation as part of our ongoing series of BI project management. How's it going, Ann? Going well. Thanks for having me back. You bet. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, your your last podcast was very well received. So, looking forward to doing this. Yeah. So, tell me, what is project initiation? Actually, let me let me back up. So, we've done project scoping. That's mm-hmm. what you talked about. We talked about um, uh, resource assignment. Yep. Um, that was with Jenny last week. So now we're up to project initiation. We're kind of going in order here with a project. What right. is project initiation? Makes sense that as a PM, I'm interested in doing this sequentially. Right. right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, this fits in with those other two steps. It really comes next. This is our bridge from what we've done in sales and the scoping process, resource assignment, to now how do we set ourselves up well to execute the project. So transitioning from kind of our sales process into our actual delivery and execution. So, Okay. And, what, and if you do it well, what does it achieve? I think it helps you be efficient in execution. It ensures that we have scope alignment both internally and with the full team of project stakeholders at the outset of the project before we jump in and start developing heads down. Okay. So alignment between all the people on our team and all the people on the client's team and in between all of those. That's right. So so basically um, kind of clearing uncertainty, getting in a good place to kick off the project in a good way. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty short step, but one that we found if done well and done intentionally before just jumping in, um, it sets us up for, for good projects. Yeah, okay. What are What are some of the outcomes that can happen if you don't do this well? We've seen a lack of alignment, so that's why the goal here is getting that scope alignment early. Um, We talk a lot about scope in this series, as you've heard, but it's really, and alignment, but it is central to the upfront discussions and then also being successful in our project execution. I think when we haven't done this step or maybe we've rushed it, we have found that a couple weeks in, somebody else on the project team or on the client side may not, they may have had a different expectation. Mm -hmm. So this allows us to align early and everybody knows what to expect as far as deliverables, their involvement that we're going to need, anything like that just kind of helps us clear, clear that from the jump. That makes sense. So it's sort of baseline alignment, and then you'll continue to align during the project. That's right. I've uh, I've heard from clients of ours who have worked with other BI vendors in at least two cases where they stopped a project early because the project initiation didn't go well. And um, what I heard specifically was that there didn't seem to be a tight uh, coupling between what sales had sold mm-hmm. and what delivery was planning to deliver. And so immediately in the project, they were looking at you know, sort of scope misalignment, change sure. orders, that type of thing. Um, so if you do this well, you have none of that. That's right. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want those outcomes. So this okay. helps us, uh, helps us remove that. So you touched on a, a big piece of this, which is just bridging what sales and essentially our consulting and scoping team has learned up front, taking what they've heard and learned and making sure that we in executing are, are well attached to it. So, okay. Before we get there, we yeah. can talk about how we do it and 
and uh, the tools that we use. Yeah, let's talk about tools. So, so what tools are we using? Right. So this is kind of how I see the project manager setting up a good infrastructure, kind of the hub. Like that's how I think of it for running an organized and efficient project, just from that kind of administrative PM side, P, side of the project management that we do. Um, but if you set this up well early, you're going to have a good good project from from start to finish. So the components of that hub that I'm talking about are a couple different tools. Um, we start with Teams, so Microsoft Teams. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, let's just make sure people know what Teams is. I know it's it's kind of ubiquitous at this point, but it's a platform. It's sort of Microsoft's answer to Slack. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's chat capability. There's um, you know file uh, stores and file sharing capability. It's got um, video, video meeting mm-hmm. capability, sort of like Zoom. Um, you know, we're an Office 365 company, and so it comes with, and, and that's our main thing. Each project, each client gets its own team, so mm-hmm. our sort of self-contained space, and then engineers and various other uh, project uh, participants will get invited into that. Yeah, that's good. Good clarification there. <laughs> okay. So once we get the SOW signed, the PM will kind of just offline or in the background, we'll get that team set up if it's not already. We'll get a new project set up. It may seem really tactical for me to be talking about something as simple as a file structure, but it's something yeah. that we've found is actually a small, um, just a small change has created a big efficiency for us. We actually have, you know, a templatized file structure. So we, our engineers, our PMs know exactly what to expect from client to client, from project to project. They know where to go to find the information right. that they need. And that's actually huge. If you don't have that, you know, you just, there's no reason for anybody to spend any more time than they need to, to find a meeting recording. So. Right. And everybody knows where to put stuff too. Then. Exactly. So there's no, no hunting around, no asking for things. Yep. One of the things we do with teams is to make sure never to send attached files. Yep. We always send a link to the file. So everybody's always working on the same version of the file. There's a lot of uh, capabilities like that, that you can use to really align well. Exactly. It also gives us a good place to put all the materials that were um, comprised in the in the sales process, in the design process. So our team can actually start at this point getting themselves some context on the project, even independently, which we encourage our team to do before we get to our next step, which is a kickoff. So all that stuff just moves over from sales into That's right. executing, yep. into delivery. So once we have our teams in place, our team's infrastructure, we move into Microsoft DevOps, which is where we run our projects and execute our projects out of. Um, it enables the project manager and the project team to view things at a project level, milestone level, down all the way down to the task level. Yeah, and DevOps, um, some people use a tool like Jira or there's various other tools out there for development. Microsoft has their DevOps tool they've had for a long time uh, under different names. Um, it's all online now, allows us to sort of figure out effort yep. for different tasks and who the resources are and what the sprints look like. and. Mm-hmm. Sort of keep that all in one place. It also is pretty easy to report off of. So, side bonus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has some of its own reporting, but mm-hmm. also the uh, API to pull data yeah. out of it is really slick. So the PM will set up the project structure in DevOps. That's at the project level, and then we our next level down in the hierarchy are the milestones. Quick side note on that. So we 
in the scoping process, if you remember, we talked about establishing our project sequence and duration and the resources that are going to be needed to complete the work. We stay at a pretty high level at that scoping point, but it does serve as our roadmap for the project when we get into executing. Okay. So the PM is going to translate that workflow into the milestone structure within DevOps. And what I mean by that is we'll take our, let's say we have established a milestone of a data source ETL might be one to two weeks. We'll plug that in at the milestone level and establish the start and end dates right there within DevOps. So we have kind of our roadmap at that high level straight from the scoping process into our executing process. And and will that produce a Gantt chart for you? It will not produce a Gantt chart <laughs> okay. for us. Something like that. Though. Maybe something like that. If, yep. you're, if you're not a PMI certified PM. <laughs> Okay. All right. And so we also established at that point in the project, just even in that project level, we put our risk log and our change log and our issue log directly in there. So it's something we set up again, setting up a good infrastructure in our tools enables us to know exactly where we're plugging things in throughout the project. Um, and we're not scrambling around, wasting time on something like tracking. So yeah, so yeah, critical to have good tools. You yep. don't you don't want to be winging it. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So once the tools are set up, what's next? We'll do an internal kickoff and sprint planning meeting. This is where we bring our team who was involved in the scoping or sales process. So that's usually, you know, a senior consultant, a senior technical resource, um, likely a PM if we can. And then um, also we'll bring in what we refer to as the executing team. So that's who we've established in the resource planning process yeah. as our, those are our engineers who are going to get execute on the work that we've scoped out. Okay. So important point in there is that in that internal kickoff, the sales team comes to that. Right. So that we have a really clean and um, not misaligned handoff there. We want to make sure there's no ambiguity. And this gives our executing team an opportunity to ask questions if there's any uncertainty over the scope or what was discussed in the sales process. Great. We can't do everything in one meeting. Sure. So, of course, there's ongoing discussions. But this gives us a really good um, starting point for, for launching into an aligned project team. Okay. And so that's really the goal is of that internal kickoff component. And also a quick note, team formation is important here. We we operate in development teams, mm -hmm. which are comprised of a PM and then um, four to five engineers ranging from our architects to our, vis our data visualization engineers. So we're familiar with each other generally that when we can, we, there's efficiency in working within that team. Yeah. So we're well formed, I think, and, and know how to work well together. But it's also good to have an intentional step where we say, are there th specific things that I can do as a project manager that are going to help you be successful on this project? You know, maybe that's something as far as, you know, can you make sure that you tell me if it's an urgent or non-urgent team's message? Just something like that. Yeah. But, and it kind of clears disruption where we can. Yeah. So yeah. having well, a discussion about that. That's good. Okay. And I think as we were discussing this before we uh, started recording, um, I think you said you do some initial sprint planning in this in this yep. first internal meeting, too. We do. So generally, our sprint planning is always in, in two weeks. Generally, Two-week in, increments. Two-week increments. Gotcha. Generally, we'll do that independently as an executing team through the project, but we do our first one with the full team that's done the scoping so that we really make sure that we're tight on on what was discussed up front and make sure that we we we're 
following the plan that yeah. was discussed. So, but we get to a more tactical level. We've just seen that make sure it sets up a good foundation. Yeah, project, I mean, you so. all sort of leave the starting line at the same time in exactly. the same direction. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. And so we'll go to we'll go down to the task level. I talked about projects, milestones, and then tasks that are going to help us accomplish those milestones. Looking at the next two weeks, it's important that we keep the milestone targets in line, and the PM is really responsible for making sure that we're tracking to those milestones. We're keeping kind of that overall level. The engineers do manage their own tasks right. moving forward. We're in sync well. We have client team meetings every week, internal meetings every week to make sure that we're on track. But okay. So those tasks that the engineers are tracking have to roll up to milestones in a way yeah. that makes sense for the schedule. That's right. Uh, and makes sense to them. That's yeah. actually something I found out in my like in my career in project management. Um no, having an engineer attached to the tasks that they're trying to complete is a huge, has a huge impact or has a potential to have a huge impact. That sounds silly. You can see you're looking at me skeptically. Well, no, here. I think, no, yeah. I actually, I think, uh, well, I'm going to guess what you're going to say is not just, okay, I have to do this task, but what, what milestone or goal does this task support? Is right. That, is that right? Yeah, I th that's part of it. And even down to just the granular, what does done mean for this task? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll give maybe an example, a counterpoint to what, to, to what I'm getting at. Um, we used to do, we used to have templatized projects, project plans. You probably remember this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it created <laughs> hundreds of lines. Yeah. Hundreds of lines of project plans. It created um, some efficiency, I think, up front in the project planning process. But we found that it would kind of come back to haunt us in, in project execution because if the person doing the task doesn't actually understand what what is supposed to be done in that, yeah. they actually, they, they don't know. As a PM, I'm asking them, is this task done? And they're like, I think so, but I don't know what the intention was or what the yeah. expectation was. So, yeah, because it's slightly generic because mm -hmm. it's in a template, right? Right. Um, you know, the the lead engineer who came up with that task mm -hmm. description may know exactly what it means, but yep. someone else may not. Exactly. Yeah. So it just helps them stay attached and kind of create some ownership of, yeah. of what the, what done looks like for those. So way more agile too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. What's next? Next, we'll go from the internal kickoff and sprint planning session qu as quickly as we can into the client kickoff. Like I said, I think this is um, a pretty quick and efficient phase in our overall process. Yeah. But so we try and because we are trying to get to the point where we're executing soon, right. we don't want to spend all our time planning. Yeah. But um, it's important that we do this. Um, so we do the client kickoff. This is usually a relatively brief meeting. Um, we invite, again, from our side, the scoping and executing team. There are times where we don't have, we can't get all members, right? But it's important, I think, that we um, have that continuity yeah. from, from through the whole process for our clients. And it's not as though the, the folks who scoped it go completely hands-off either in right. executing. They remain involved to kind of provide advisory um, to the team and answer any questions. So it's there's definitely continuity, but um, it is it is helpful to get our, our executing team engaged to actually get the work done. Yeah. So it's also important to note that in our uh, in the sales process, we may not have engaged with all of the client-side stakeholders right. yet. Right. We may be working with just a, a selection of them um, in the scoping process. And so this is where we try to get together anybody who's going to be um, assisting us with data source access and questions, assisting us with uh, metric definition or... Um, 
really just kind of being maybe being the project sponsor or project manager on their side um, to make sure that we we have alignment with all stakeholders of the report on the client side. And this would probably ours. yeah probably would include people who are uh, assigned from the client side to sign off right on work to approve a direction yep. a design something like that exactly. Um, SME, SMEs that we're going to need, those types of things. So, yep. so all of the people, basically all of the key people that are going to participate in the project from the client side. That's right. One of the things that we go over is a roles and responsibilities matrix. And, you know, something that we pre-populate from what we've learned in the sales process, but, and confirm with them. Okay. We've heard that so-and-so is going to be the key to getting access to this source. You know, can you make yeah. sure that that's right? Just making sure that they, and also that person knows what they're being signed up for. So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Just well, kind of, yeah, and what they can expect. And it's an interesting point that access to data seems mm -hmm. like it, it can be an afterthought if you're not yeah. careful, yep. but it can actually stop the whole project. Yeah. And so you really need to get that figured out up front. <laughs> That's a great point. We've actually made data source access a prerequisite to even starting a project. If we don't have that, we can't get very far, even if we try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's for sure. We've learned that the hard way that's more, right. more than once. Yeah. Yep. So other things we're discussing on that client kickoff is, again, since we may have some stakeholders who haven't had a formal introduction to the project scope, we'll make sure to go through that to catch any of that misalignment. You're hearing that word again. Um, and then also look at the project plan and duration, and we'll tell them kind of key points where they may have heavier times of involvement versus, okay, this is hands-off. One of the most important things that we need to establish is uh, user acceptance testing, uh, UAT, often referred to as UAT. Yeah. So that's part of a lot of our projects. Most, I would say most. most yeah. yeah. Um, the, the clients do have an opportunity at all points of the project, really. We're meeting weekly. We try and really avoid the black box right. <laughs> concept. We don't want to go away, develop, you're not going to see anything for six weeks. And then hand it over, right? Yeah. Right. And so they do, we have weekly development reviews, and um, they will have a chance to see progress weekly, on a weekly basis. But the UAT phase is where they can really get engaged. We've completed the report development to the requirements. They'll get an opportunity. Generally, it's about a week, um, week's duration. And so it's important that they block that in yeah. for who any, anybody who they want on their side to be able to do that UAT, um, play with the report, give us initial feedback. Um, so that's yeah. one of the things. That's one of the heavier involvement weeks for our clients. So we want to make sure that we're planning for that. They know what to expect and when. Okay, great. All right. That's a lot of stuff for project initiation. I mean, it happens pretty quickly. Yep. Um, really key stuff. I mean, if I was going to summarize, it's all about alignment, 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 both internally and with the client. That's right. Um, and if you get that, then you're way more likely to have a successful project. I will say that our projects are overwhelmingly very successful. I can't even think of the last one where it wasn't. Um, and I have a feeling this has a, has a big role in that. I'd like to think so. So, yeah. And then when we're done with this, we're off to the races. So. Yeah. All right. Great. This was this was illuminating. Uh, what's our next topic? Project execution. Okay. So, uh, see you in a week for that. <laughs> I think you might be with Jenny for that one. Oh, okay. But. <laughs> All right. Good. Yep. All right. Well, I look, look forward, forward to, to seeing you soon. All right. Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Thank you. All right.